0: It's Tuesday, August the 25th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, more anti-police riots in America and more COVID-19 in South Korea. First, the world in brief. The Republican Party's convention, nominally in Charlotte, North Carolina, but mainly online, kicked off with a fiery keynote from the president's elder son, Donald Trump Jr. He cast the stakes in November's presidential election as a defense of law and liberty against rioters and looters. Donald Trump Sr. appeared too, as he will every night this week, and cast doubt on the integrity of the vote itself. Fraudulent voting by mail remains a possibility, he insisted, and his opponents have used COVID to steal the election. Protests erupted in Wisconsin after police shot a black man in the back while responding to a domestic incident report. The shooting was filmed by neighbours. Jacob Blake is in intensive care after surgery. The city of Kenosha declared a curfew and the National Guard was called in. Tensions remain high since policing in neighbouring Minnesota killed George Floyd in May. South Korea's capital Seoul for the first time made it obligatory to wear face masks in both indoor and outdoor public spaces. The country initially did well in containing the spread of COVID-19, but now faces a surge in cases. The government also imposed stricter social distancing rules on other parts of the country. The first documented instance of a COVID-19 reinfection was described in Hong Kong. A local returning from Spain tested positive, despite also having been diagnosed with it in March. The viral strains were different, scientists said, adding that the case raises questions about the efficacy of vaccines and herd immunity. Other virologists were more sanguine in light of its uniqueness. Germany placed Alexei Navalny, a Russian opposition politician and critic of Vladimir Putin, under guard in hospital. Mr. Navalny, who is in a coma, was moved to Berlin for treatment after falling ill on a flight from the Siberian city of Tomsk to Moscow. A spokesman for Angela Merkel, Germany's Chancellor, confirmed that the suspicion is that Mr. Navalny was poisoned. Speaking in Jerusalem, Mike Pompeo, America's Secretary of State, promised that Israel will keep a military advantage in the Middle East. This month's deal to establish normal relations between Israel and the UAE prompted worry in Israel that the UAE might gain access to American weapons such as the F-35 warplane. But Mr Pompeo spoke of America's commitment to Israel's qualitative military edge. And Tesco, Britain's largest supermarket chain, will create 16,000 jobs. The new roles will include delivery drivers and pickers in warehouses. Online sales now account for 16% of the company's sales, compared with 9% before the pandemic. The news is a rare bright spot for British retail. Last week, Marks & Spencer, a high street stalwart, announced that it would cut 7,000 jobs. And now, here's today's agenda, Delta Minus, Virgin Atlantic's Bankruptcy. Today, Virgin Atlantic, an airline in which Delta, an American carrier, owns a 49% share, will appear in a London bankruptcy court. Airlines used to be keen on joint venture partnerships with foreign carriers. When done well, they increase the number of destinations an airline's passengers can connect to, building its market share on lucrative international routes. When done badly, they can cost airlines a fortune. Before COVID-19, Etihad may have lost at least $3 billion when its main joint venture partners Air Berlin, Alitalia and Jet Airways collapsed. Now, thanks to COVID-19 travel restrictions, Delta is in the same position. Several of its joint venture partners, including Aeromexico, LATAM and Virgin Australia, have already filed for bankruptcy. The bosses of Virgin Atlantic hope its creditors will agree to a rescue package for Virgin worth £1.2 billion, $1.6 billion. If not, the British airline may run out of money and be liquidated as soon as next month. Private Ambitions, Salesforce in the Dock Salesforce, which reports second quarter earnings today, has grown rich by selling software to help businesses keep better track of their customers' information. But according to legal claims filed against them, they may have kept track a little too closely. Salesforce and Oracle, the customer relationship management market's other giant, now face one of the biggest class action lawsuits under the EU's General Data Protection Regulation since the European Parliament passed the data privacy law four years ago. The plaintiff, an activist group called the Privacy Collective, complains that both companies violated the law by tracking users' data on websites beyond their own and without their consent. The group may ask for 10 billion euros in combined damages. Salesforce and Oracle say the claims are without merit. Salesforce also faces a lawsuit in a federal court in California over allegations it violated the state's data privacy law by failing to protect customer data from hackers. Streaming in Cologne. Gamescom opens. Virtual entertainment of all sorts, and video games in particular, have done well during the coronavirus lockdowns. On Thursday, gamers and developers will get a preview of what 2021 will bring with the opening of Gamescom, one of the industry's biggest trade fairs. Last year's event attracted 373,000 people to Cologne, where the event is held, with half a million more watching the opening night live stream. This year we'll probably see even more viewers since, thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic, it is being conducted entirely virtually. Those attending can expect a mixture of hype reels for already announced games and glimpses of new products. Most anticipated will be any tidbits about Sony's PlayStation 5 games console and Microsoft's rival Xbox Series X machine. Both are due to launch before the end of the year, bringing a slew of new, high-tech titles with them and giving an already thriving industry a further boost. Unfinished Business – Polio Eradication An independent health commission originally appointed by the World Health Organization is today expected to declare that Africa has eradicated polio. This, however, does not mean the disease has stopped paralysing African children. The poliovirus is now endemic in only two countries, Afghanistan and Pakistan. But more than 20 countries, mostly in Africa, have harmful mutations of the virus in the oral polio vaccine. The vaccine virus, a neutered version of the original bug, is excreted for a time after oral vaccination. It can be picked up and passed on further by anyone who is not vaccinated. If this chain of transmission lasts for more than a year, the vaccine virus can mutate its way into a paralysing form. The disruption to routine childhood vaccination in developing countries caused by the COVID-19 pandemic is creating fertile ground for such mutations and for the spread of the virus from Pakistan and Afghanistan. The end of polio may not be as close as it seems. Women Issues – The Republicans' Convention The Democrats' convention last week was a picture of big tent politics, featuring influential women, people of colour, progressives and even Republicans. The Republicans' event this week will be less inclusive. Although many women will feature, they are mostly white, and several are related to the president. Most of America's voters are women, yet just 24% of members in Congress are female, and they are overwhelmingly Democrats. This year record numbers of women want to run for Congress, but few new Republican female candidates are likely to win Senate seats, and several incumbents, for example Iowa's Joni Ernst and Maine's Susan Collins, may lose theirs. After Mitt Romney succumbed to Barack Obama in 2012, Republicans fretted that their maleness and whiteness cost them votes. But Donald Trump's victory was in part thanks to the party's base, rural white men and evangelicals. Should he lose in November, the question of what a post-Trump Republican Party should look like will become urgent again. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Friedrich Nietzsche, who died on this day in 1900. Haste is universal because everyone is in flight from himself. That's it from the Economist morning briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays.